At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Coming up next, era Ed Egros of FanDuel will join us to dive in NFL Week 13. We'll have a nickel or dime, and we'll have our lightning bets about one hour from now. But let's dive into college football. The championship weekend, it is one of the best. I mean, I think it's the best college football weekend of the year. I mean, this is great. And then you get some bowl games, and obviously the, the, the playoff will be great about a month from now. But this is the best of the best that's reached this point in each conference. Let's start with the game that is on Friday night. So this thing will extend over the weekend. But we get the Pac-12 title game Friday night, Utah and Oregon. I find the number interesting on this one. Um, I'm looking at it right now. FanDuel Sportsbook has it as a two-and-a-half-point favorite for Utah. We just saw this matchup a few weeks right. ago. And it wasn't close. I mean, this is where Oregon's title dreams ended. 38-7 to just a few weeks ago. That game was in Utah. Uh, Oregon was a three-point underdog in the game. So they are less of an underdog now. I know the game is at a neutral site. But we just watched the matchup three weeks ago. This game's in Las Vegas. A couple weeks ago, it was in Utah. Same teams. And the number is now only two and a half. Um, does I, I, Look, a, a matchup, you get to watch the film. You get to make adjustments. But... I watched that Utah offensive line just manhandle the, the the defensive line for for you know Oregon. Like they didn't have a chance. They got pushed around. Is that going to change within three weeks? I mean, both of these offenses are straight up elite when it mm-hmm. comes to the run game. And you're right. It's, this is something you you don't see a ton in college football. In a matter of three games, you're going to play the same opponent twice. So, do you have the blueprint? Is it Utah is going to win comfortably? again or is it okay like you alluded to we made the adjustments we know where we messed up that ain't gonna happen again revenge on the mind it's narrative wise i think this is this is a tough week if if you want to say oh you get your revenge and all that everything's on the line here it's for the conference championship so these there's no such thing as a letdown spot or there shouldn't be a thing even though these are college students but yeah 38 to 7 what did you about to me is it's not like that was a fluky performance. There were zero turnovers in the game. So there wasn't any fumble luck factor at all. It was just straight up the Utes running all over Oregon for 208 rushing yards. And they were also super efficient on third down. I'm not quite sure that that is repeatable. They were 11 for 14 on third down in the game. But with, with this number of two and a half, that's got to be the way that I lean. And I think this is uh, one of Pam's favorite plays, too. Yeah. Uh, just with, with the two heavy rushing offenses, 
I would look to the under here at 57 and a half. I I prefer that to the side. If I had to pick a side, I'd go with the Utes as long as we're inside of a field goal, but also look to the under. Hmm. I kind of want to lean the Ducks and think that they bounce back. It's a neutral site. Um, Perhaps they learn from their mistakes in the last matchup, but I think the thing to look at is Oregon's um, rushing attack and Oregon's rushing defense um they've got to make adjustments because they just got destroyed the last time that they played utah but i think this is gonna i think utah uh, from what i've watched they seem like a more physical team but i think oregon will respond in this situation and it's probably going to be a close game like the spread indicates yeah and we're under a field goal here uh the game is friday night eight o'clock i like utah but uh, i think i'm with joe and i'm, I'm with pam that the, the under probably feels like the best play. I mean, unless there's breaking runs, like, you know, you know, explosive plays in the running game. Usually yeah. these, I mean, these are two teams. I mean, these teams run for 200 yards a game. Like these teams want to run the football. That clock's going to move all game. I'm going to go the under two in this game. Let's go to Baylor, Oklahoma. It's one of the first games on Saturday. It does have playoff implications because if things break a certain way, Oklahoma State came in at number five in the college football playoff rankings. They are next up to steal a spot as long as they can win over Baylor. But I don't think it's a lock they win over Baylor. You know, Baylor's been impressive. Baylor beat Oklahoma a few weeks ago. Their defense is legitimate. This is going to be a test. Now, Oklahoma State's good across the board. And we we heard from Pam, it was a couple days ago, Pam Maldonado <laughs> on our show, that Mike Gundy clipped off the mullet and it changed everything for Oklahoma State. So perhaps that's the side here. Uh, Joe, what are you thinking? It's Baylor uh, for, get, getting four and a half against Oklahoma State. Total in this game, pretty low. Uh, you know, just you look across the board, some of these title games this weekend, 57 and a half, 49 and a half, 52 and a half, depending on the conference we go to. This feels uh, just in terms of the total more like a Big Ten kind of total, 46 and a half. It's pretty low. I mean, that Oklahoma State defense is something fierce. And we've talked a lot of this week about how Michigan finally slayed the dragon in Ohio State and how are they going right. to respond just seven days later? It's the same situation for the Cowboys. Like they finally took down Oklahoma. Bedlam was bananas on Saturday night. And now, how are they going to respond after the week that they just had? The biggest question is the Baylor quarterback situation. We're still uncertain if Bohannon's going to be good to go, but they, they haven't worried about uh, putting the line out there. So once we get some clarity there... There's probably going to be some movement. Just overall, now that it, once we already talked about the Pac-12 game from Friday night, what what is interesting is I think as long as you don't have a dog in the fight, that a lot of college football fans are rooting for the chaos. They want the committee mm-hmm. to be in a tough spot, but that has not happened in a long time. If you go back to 2017 and look at the Power Five conference championship games, and like I said, push Pac-12 to the side, the favorites are 16 and 0. We, we just don't see wow. the yeah. big upsets happen on championship Saturday. I mean, it's, it's going to stop at some point, but I understand why we have some bigger lines. But um, as far as this one, I do like Oklahoma State. I mean, just the, the defense is just too strong. And then the questions about Bohannon as we sit here on Thursday morning, I, I've got to look to uh, Gundy and company. I think the same thing. I think Oklahoma State is the best overall team. The only thing that could maybe get in their way is if they let this moment just get too big for them with what they have at stake. But I don't see that happening. I I would definitely lean Oklahoma State in this one. I think it does help them a little bit 
and I, I don't know how much these kids pay attention to this. I, I, and I don't know how much in the stadium they'd even know. But their game kicks off early. Right, yeah. like this isn't Saturday night where they know the outcome. Because that, like, imagine if one of the teams they need to lose loses, and they knew it before they took the field. That's an extra. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could look at it as incentive. Like, hey, we're in. We just win this game, or it's extra pressure. Like, oh my goodness, it's there. Like, we're in the playoff. We yeah. just go play well. They won't have to deal with it. They play at twelve o'clock. They play at noon on Saturday. At four o'clock, the SEC on CBS Music will hit, and Nick Saban will be almost a mm-hmm. touchdown underdog. It's Joe. I agree. With you said to our last guest, that it just feels so strange. And I'm looking at Alabama with plus six and a half next to their name. Now, I do think it's interesting and notable that this number is not got to seven. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're not giving us that. They're not going to give us the touchdown. I wonder if they will. I'm curious what the public is going to do. Are they going to say, Bama is not Alabama, this Georgia team has dominated all season long. Why is that going to stop now? Or are they going to say, man, that is Nick Saban getting six and a half points. I'm just used to betting on uh, Nick Saban minus 10, minus 20, week after week after week. It's going to be interesting. The one thing that I just cannot shake is Alabama in close games against teams that are not that good. And that's what we've seen all season long. I mean, Bryce Young is uh, is looking for that Heisman moment. He, he's looking for it, and he has an opportunity there to take down the Heisman. I'm, his numbers are dazzling, but overall, in, in the second half of the year, it's like the, the offense just hasn't been there, even though the numbers at the, at the end of this day are strong at 38 touchdowns and three interceptions. But um, as long as we're inside of a touchdown, I still like Georgia. And I might be kicking myself again and saying, you idiot, you, you were getting six and a half points with Nick Saban and everybody on that roster. Of course they were going to show up. But I, I'm in that crowd that says this is not the same Alabama team. They've had four one-score wins. Last year, 2019, 2018, they had zero one-score SEC wins. It's just there's a reason it's six and a half. I think it's certainly justified. There's one element to this game I don't think it's being talked about enough this week. But Bryce Young versus the Georgia defense is the biggest. You brought it up, right? That's the first thing we think of. What about the other side? I trust this Georgia defense to play well. I mean, they, they've given up like seven points a game this season. Like, it's insane how good – this is one of the best college football defense we've seen in a decade. I think mm-hmm. they will hold down Alabama. I don't think Alabama is going to score in the, in the upper 20s. Maybe not even get to 20. What is Georgia Georgia's has- offense do, doing against Alabama's defense? That's where I think that that's where you got to figure out your side on this. If that if Georgia's de- offense doesn't score, 
this could be a 20 to 14 game. Like you could sneak inside the cover. Yep. I was just going to say Georgia has allowed only 37 points of the past five games. And then for Alabama, since that LSU game, um, they're one and three ATS in that time. Yeah. I, Hard not to look at the Georgia side. It is. <laughs> it is. I think the Georgia side's the right side, but I just, I, I am, I feel like it is 20 to 14 Georgia in the fourth quarter. And the question is, does Georgia get score again, right? Do they get a field goal to push it over and you win? Do they score one more time to cover this number? But I, I don't think the Georgia offense could have much success. Now, do they, maybe they turn the ball over on Bryce Young and have short fields, but I think Alabama, that's where I think Saban's going to show up in this game. His defense is going to keep his team in the game. This thing that scares me about Georgia is they haven't played a good team in a long time. Georgia right. Tech, Charles, Charleston Southern, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida. Ooh. I mean, b- beginning of the year, point. like, oh, th- this is a juggernaut going up against Clemson. Then we find out Clemson stinks. Mm-hmm. Right. They dominated that game, but Clemson was not good, good all year. That's a good point. That is. We'll dive more of this tomorrow and the Big Ten title game. Coming up next, Ed Egros of FanDuel joins us to break down week 13 in the NFL right here on the BeckQL Network. The NFL regular season is heading into the final month of the year, and they are giving us a big Week 13 matchup between the Cowboys and Saints. FanDuel Sportsbook is about to make it even bigger because FanDuel is giving new customers 30-1 to odds on either team to win. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. I'm going to take the side of the home team in this game. I'll take the side with the points, and I will take the under in the game, including an under for Dak Prescott's passing yards. Plus, when you win... You get paid as little as two hours. Ready at FanDuel Sportsbook user. FanDuel's hooking up all customers with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50 too. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up promo code BECQL before this Thursday night matchup. You could win $150 on a $5 bet. Remember to use promo code BETQL so they know I sent you. 21 and over. Present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Minimum bet $25. Max bonus $35. Visit online real money wager for risk-free bet. Refund and bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia.